Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Let the rambling begin. That's all we ever do. Oh, you know it, baby. <laughs> How's it going over there? Is there uh, anything big happening in the country right now? You know, I I heard that there was something on the news. Um, couldn't quite make any sense of it, but two old white dudes having a cock measuring competition is what I heard. Yep, yep. It's uh, 330 million people choosing <laughs> from these two idiots to run the country. <laughs> and we're forced to choose one of them because it is what it is. But we're not going to get too political here because no, that's, that's okay. not what this is about. This is about Manchester United, Tottenham, Champions League football, Europa League, and a bunch of good shit like that. So let's start with Manchester United. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Let's go with your State of the Union. Oh, I mean, things look pretty pretty down right now. I think that, like, I've never been the fan that goes, like, ex- like you know, hard extreme to hard extreme, like, I'm pretty patient. I, I like to think I am anyway. Um, and I know lots of people are fucking, you know, just face diving off the cliff right now. Uh, thinking that shit is just, you know, you preach patience for a long time. It's the worst. It's uh, the we worst. Could pull a, a bunch of sound clips from last year. Cause I was already peppering you with questions. Like, yeah, should I be yeah. out? Zolly out. Zolly out. Yeah, no, I mean like, and that's, and that's been, that's been part of the problem, right? Is like, you know, since he took over, the the highs have been highs that we haven't like felt as a club or reached as a club since since Sir Alex and it hasn't just been the results because Mourinho got his results like uh, at least for one really good season he had you know he won, won the Europa League and and those are highs but it didn't it didn't feel like United and the highs with Ali felt like United like the the attacking football the you know the um, free flowing open attacking and and all of that is well and good, you know, like winning, you know, we went on that stretch there. Um, yeah, um, you look great in Project Restart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you like look that. fantastic. I w- we can probably pull, pull audio from a few episodes ago, and I was like, Manchester United's gonna win the league. Like, mm-hmm. you guys look well, great. Lots of people, right? Like after, like you know, after bullying our way to third place, lots of people were listening. To like, like, hey, you know, like what are they missing? Like. If they get Sancho, is that enough to push them over the edge? Which obviously they bungled all that up. Um, yeah, it, I don't know if the the message has gotten stale. I don't think it's the case. I think it's just been the same story from the jump. Is the just the inconsistencies in performance? And like, I don't know how long or how sustainable that is. And I I still think that you know. I still think Ali is doing the best job he can. Um, and, and really, it is the players letting him down. The, the, you know, maybe it goes both ways. Like, right, like he should drive, like, you know, be able to pull performances out of them or put them in the right position. But also sometimes, like, their failure to perform, like, the simplest of tactical 
setups is is frustrating, and that inconsistency has really been the hallmark since you know December 2018 when when he took over. Um, the midfield is in disarray, total disarray, which is, which is wild, right? Because if you look at our depth, like you would argue, like that's where one of the spots that we're the deepest. I mean, we brought in a player like Donnie, you know, from IX in the offseason, and, and everyone had nothing but you know high praises to sing about Donnie, and he still hasn't been able to break into the starting lineup, at least not in the Premier League. Today he did. He started today, today, got pulled early. Yeah, for, for Pogba. For, for Pogba. And Pogba, who, again, can, you guys, yeah. can you guys rejudge what you what your opinion is of Pogba? Because I think I'm a well-known, if you listen back to all the episodes, Pogba is like overrated, overrated pretty consistently. Project Restart, he was fantastic for a little bit again, but now mm-hmm. just looks completely overrated. Like, was he World Cup flash in the pan? Is that possible? <sighs> I don't think it's a World Cup because if you look at, um, what was it, not that long ago, uh, you know, the Nations League games, you know, he played for France and looked really fucking good. So it's it's weird how the performances, the performances pretty, pretty consistently have been really good for France for a number of years now. It hasn't been the same case, um, you know, injury last year aside for United, but he, he, he runs hot and cold. Um, kind of a he's a little uh, soft to me when i watch him play it's like he's got a big body he does not insert himself into the into the challenges he's not as physically dominant as you would expect somebody of his size yeah i would agree with that for sure um just been like the last couple games has been reckless with the ball like his his touches and, and losing losing possession yeah i mean both of those guys. I mean, I think that you're right. Like you look at Project Restart and how good we were, but you saw how good those two played. Yeah. Um, now you're seeing bad performances, and you see how bad those guys are playing. Um, yeah. It shows, you know, how important Bruno, especially. I think how important those guys are. I don't know how to Martial fix that. too is. I mean, he's looked very pedestrian. And, again, it's it's uh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just like you know, a lot of the guys on the team, like Martial, when he's hot. Good lord, he is good. Yeah. But when he's when he's not, like it's it fun is to like, watch when he's going off. Oh. Yeah, when he wants, like, not. I, mean, I don't even think it's wants. Well, like when he's on and you see it, it's like, god damn, like I, he's yeah. he's fantastic. Smooth. Um, but then there's games he just disappears, right? Like, I think that's different than Pogba because Pogba, like, he doesn't disappear. He just like all of a sudden you're like, wow, error, wow, error, wow, error. Like you know. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. that the talent's there, and like maybe they like. I don't. I don't want to say reset, but like maybe it's just like you know one or two pieces that they need to switch out. And who's starting left know. wing right now? Uh, left wing right now is, is Rashford. And then right wing is generally norm, normally Greenwood, but yeah. like it's been Mata started there today. Um, huh. You know, I think Dan James has been quickly forgotten about. You yeah, know, he has start last year. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh. You know, in and now you have seem to be playing better. I would argue, though. I, I think that he's like because of the amount of money they spent on him, and because he's British, it's always going to be high profile for him. I don't yeah. think he's as bad as everyone points out. He's just under a, a bigger microscope than most of his counterparts. Yeah. I, I don't even think he's been totally a problem. Luke Shaw has been rough, honestly. Um, That's left back. Yeah, left back. I think that. Um, I was excited about uh, Telus, you know, um, 
coming in, but you know he's you know got the coronavirus, so we'll see how he comes back. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's funny how many you know, my, positive cases there are now. Leagues are just like <laughs> meh, whatever, and they keep going. Yeah, there's like all right, we'll we'll just bury you over here. And yeah, keep playing. NFL has they have some new COVID rules now, where it's like anyone that was in contact with the person guaranteed mm-hmm. quarantine for I think it's like ten days or something. They had an well, you, at the Yeah, well you can facility like NFL like that shit will shut you down. Like I mean yeah. like you can't bubble the same way you can. Like even soccer isn't that big of a squad, right? Like you're like talking about twenty five guys. Um, Football is how many on the sideline? Like fifty four. Oh yeah, something in, in, like that. In football. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're like. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for you. I'm, I'm not ready to. Cavani too looks horrendous. Well, here's horrendous. Here's what I've watched we'll him every Cavani. time he comes in. He moves well, but he's just there's not like nothing. He does nothing. He does nothing to the game. Okay. I I agree. He has not had an impact. He's looked pretty stale. Um, that having been said, you got to remember, like France shut down their league in March at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and he hasn't played up until he signed with United at the end of the transfer window. He hasn't been with the team, so like, yeah. even if even if he's, he's training by himself, either. even if he's training by himself, he's 33 years old. There's only like, it, it might take him yeah, like, yeah. That's like a, a, a couple months before we hopefully see his best. I'm gonna be optimistic about him there but yeah it's been bad so far it's funny when i hear you say 33 about a footballer and i'm like he's old as fuck and i'm 33 <laughs> and I'm not, i was like i don't feel like it's old I, he's probably, I, yeah. I went and played um there's an indoor facility close to me and they have lunchtime drop-in so like from noon to one and like is there like the building like the the field is actually right behind um uh, the com- it's a company called Striker. Like they make like Stryker. yeah, yeah they make like eighty percent of the fucking hospital beds and all sorts of other stuff. It's, it's Don't huge they in make Kalamazoo. Office furniture too. I think they have an office furniture that's, division. No, it's Steelcase. Oh, that's the pyramid looking thing near Grand Rapids. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, no, Striker uh, is uh, is is medical equipment. Um, one of the largest companies for that in the world. Their headquarters is in Kalamazoo. Um. And so, like, right behind one of their main Shout buildings. Shout out K-Zoo. Yeah, Kalamazoo, baby. Um, right behind one of their main buildings is this field. So, like, uh, a bunch of guys from Striker pop over. I'm working from home, obviously, so I've been going over. So I went and played today, and, like, I actually played pretty well. I was pretty tired by the end, and I was, like, feeling my age. And, I miss like, it. I miss the game. I haven't played since... I played the week before Casey was born, first week of March. That's the last time I played. Like I gotta, I gotta go play. I'm, I'm playing now because I'm. I have a feeling they're gonna shut us back down again pretty soon. So yeah. I'm just trying to go as much as I can while I can still go. I mean, we play, we play with masks on the entire time. It's yeah. Um, at first, I scoffed at that idea, but like in the last month, I was like, I would definitely go play with a mask on. Mm-hmm. So at first, I was like, our whole team, because I play with a bunch of French guys. Mm-hmm. And our whole team was like, nah, I wouldn't really feel like playing in masks. But I, I'm getting to the point where, like, I could go play in a mask pretty easily. you got to find the right mask. Like, uh, the first time I went, I wore a gator. You know, I just pulled it up over my nose. 
Um, mm. And that actually wasn't too bad, but it got kind of hot, like, because, you know, it's all around your neck. So I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, well, I had, like, a, a disposable mask that I'd gotten from work. And I put that on today, and that was so hard to breathe in. Like, I will go back to the theater and be hot yeah. next time. Like, it was, it just, like, wasn't, like, letting air in and yeah, out yeah. fast enough, like, when you're Especially running. Especially with soccer, because you run. Sometimes I'm on the sideline, like, <gasps> yeah. like just breathing. Yeah. Sub! Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll go. I'll go back to Gator for next week. But yeah, I'm gonna get him in while I can. But I felt felt my age. I turned uh, uh turned 34 today, so I'm I'm right there midlife. It's your birthday today. Mhm. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no idea, man. No, well, you're good. I'm, this guy. I like I I I was I told my wife like I quit Facebook in January and I was like I'm like a bad friend now because I don't know anyone's birthdays because Facebook used to tell me everyone's birthdays right and like you're, that's the only way you can keep <laughs> track you know oh but yeah oh that's the only way I know yeah Which, absolutely. well I remember some friends I remember Ryan Bannock's birthday because September 11 that's his birthday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I'm not gonna forget that one yep yeah all right let's talk Champions League we'll go September 11 we talked about the election what are some other depressing topics we can get into yeah exactly yeah oh my god so uh, man united let me no let me let me digress for one second about 9-11 and i promise you this is not gonna get like two but like so a couple i would say like four years ago um and five years ago uh when we first moved into our house we hosted thanksgiving our first year in our house um and my brother-in-law and his wife and my nephew um, came up from Texas, um, and he is a goofy kid. He's, he's a wonderful kid, but he's, he's a goofball. Um, and we're all sitting at dinner and he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, you know who I haven't seen? I haven't seen Winston. Winston was my in-laws bulldog and he had died like a couple months before that. Uh-huh. And, and my mother-in-law was like, he's no longer here. And he's like, so where'd he go? He's like, she's like, he's gone, Daniel. And he's like, where did he go? And then my father-in-law goes, he's dead, Daniel. And I was just like, oh, like, this is like five minutes into dinner. And my brother How old is was Daniel? Oh, uh, like nine at the time. Oh, yeah. And so, like, my brother's sitting here, and he's, like, trying not to laugh. And, like, so that was the end of that conversation, dead silent for, like, no more than ten seconds. And, and like, everyone's just kind of like, oh, fuck, that was awkward. And then ten <laughs> seconds later, he follows up with, like, you know what they never talk about in school with us? 9-11. How come they don't talk about that? I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like, who is this kid? Yeah, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and eat and then I'm going to drink and leave the room. You know, like, I'm out of here. That, so, it's 9 11 is fun. That, that story. Yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah. You know, I was, right, so, we were at dinner. We were at dinner the other day and my parents came down and my dad, the week before, had to put his 15 year old Cocker Spaniel down. Oh. So Abby's two and a half. She's, and I, you know, I told her, it's like, yeah, Jackson died, he's dead, mm-hmm. and so my dad is at dinner with us at the dinner table, and then someone said Jackson, and then Abby just goes, he's dead, he's dead, <laughs> like, <laughs> Jackie, Jackson's dead, he's just dead. and then my, yeah, yeah. Well, so my dad gosh, just put yeah. the dog down. He's all sad, and she's just. Like, <laughs> I mean, he didn't care, but right, yeah. And but, then that I became mean, her like phrase all weekend. She was just saying like, "Jackie boy's dead." Jackie boy's <laughs> dead. 
I, I think the first exposure to death she had was with the crickets in the basement. Mm. She would see them die, and, and we were, she'd be like, yeah, they're dead. Dead? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They learned that concept pretty early, which is weird. And we, yeah, like it, it was an uncomfortable one to approach with a uh, with my kid too the first time. I think the uh, now that we've gone like I'm not trying to go too far from soccer here, but like I mean, out of the mouth does of it matter kids, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, out of the mouth of kids, like the other day, like so my um my daughter's been back in daycare full time for like the last month or two now. And so it's fall, and they're little kids, and inevitably everyone's getting fucking sick, which is awesome because I get sick. And every time I get sick now, I have to go take a fucking COVID test. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, that shit, like, the first time I was like, this is really uncomfortable having that shit shoved up my nose, but I haven't done it a couple times. And anyway, um, like, she was sitting there, like, on the couch, and we've kept her home that day, and I'm, I'm working, and she's, like, hacking, and she's like, Daddy, can I have a drink? I was like, I was like, yeah, baby, I'll get you some water. And she goes, but I really want some milk. And I was like, I don't know if you should have milk. She's like, actually, I want chocolate milk. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting chocolate milk. You can have water. It'll make you feel better. She goes, but dad, I think I got the coronavirus and I'm gonna die. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, no. like, who's been telling you this? Oh she's like, no. Oh. It's like, who told you that? And she's like. I just, I'm, I'm sick and I got the virus. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what is she, four? Is she four now? Uh, she'll be four in January. So, yeah. yeah That's crazy. Crazy dramatic. I can only imagine what my house, oh, you'll, you're right there with me with yeah. the two girls. Like, uh-huh. I can only imagine what, like, teenage my house is going to be like. I'm going to be, like, fucking taking road trips and I stuff know. all the time. Like, we'll all right, I'll see you guys up. next month. Yeah. I need sanity checks way more than Jess does. Like sometimes exactly. she'll just be like, "You gotta get out of here. You can go hit some balls at the ranch." I'm like, "Yeah, like, I gotta get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The seven oh, month so- old said, "Dada." Ooh. First word. It's like. And now it she just right runs. Here, right? It's all she can ever say. To, it's the only word she has, and it's just everywhere. Dada, 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 dada. Mm-hmm. She started crawling up my leg, and then that was the first time she said "dada," like when she was crawling to me. She's like mm-hmm. "dada." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, look oh. at that!" Oh, Crazy. I didn't like you before, but now I kind of like you because you're interactive. So, that was yeah, like, that was I mean, my reaction, like you don't know, you know well that I struggle with the infant stage. It's very hard. I do on too. I think I think it's just I think it's like a lot of a lot of guys our age I talk to that have like kids. They're like, man, I just like. I don't know, like, you know, my wife's, like, wanting to hold her and cuddle with her and all that stuff all the time. I'm like, that's great. Um, that, like, let me know when then when they're interactive. Like, as soon as they become, like, playful and stuff, like, I was, it's not like I didn't love them. I just wasn't, yeah, you I wasn't care here for, like, cuddles and sleeping and all that shit. Like, that. Getting frustrated easy. I, I don't know, because yeah. you're so tired and life's hard. Mm-hmm. Life's hard when you're tired. It's just, like, <laughs> a, a fact of life. If you're tired. That's fair. Life sucks. Absolutely. So let's so, talk about uh, Champions League. Champions League, yeah. Uh, today was a was a dark day in the Champions. League. Like so, we were talking about that a little bit. Like right, like the first two games. You know what crazy highs. You know to beat uh, PSG early on when we definitely were not favored for that, and then to turn around and just absolutely thump RB Leipzig. Um, yeah, and it's not. It's not, like, it's not like they were even struggling. Like they were in first place in the in the Bundesliga at, at that point. Um, you know, I think that, you know, losing today 
really just kind of highlights some of the struggles that we have when we play. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Lesser clubs. Oh, yeah. Group H, Manchester United, first place. Six points, plus five goal differential. RB Leipzig, second place. They beat Paris Saint-Germain today. So six points, negative two goal differential, because you guys dumped the fuck out of them. And then PSG, three points. Istanbul, three points. So, like, yeah, there's still, you guys there's, still fine. there's still three games to go. And just because we looked good against PSG and RB now, like, we really needed, like, I need, like, for me to be comfortable for us to advance to round 16, we needed to guarantee at least four points from Istanbul. Like, whether that was, like, a tie in Turkey, yeah. that's fine, whatever. Like, we needed four points there. We were lucky to get six early on from RB and PSG, but there's almost no points guaranteed, especially with the inconsistency in form that we have. Um, you yeah, know, I think plus that, five. I mean, plus five goal differential, three point lead on PSG. Worst case scenario is Europa League, so that's good. <laughs> right, and, and honestly, like you know, it wouldn't probably be bad for us either to to drop down. Um, I'm, I, I'll, I'll maintain the same party line that I've been spouting since the beginning. I think that with our roster, we should be top four, and I think that we should at least make it out of the group stage in Champions League. And so um, right now, one of those group. things kind of looks true. But Yeah, that's a very tough group you're in there, Group H with Leipzig yeah. and PSG. What are PSG. other groups? What's that? Well, so PSG, it's like their, their roster is, is stacked. I think the oh. only reason that they don't play as well as they should all the time is because they're playing against a bunch of shitty teams in, in France, you know, but that roster is, is outstanding. Like, honestly, you know what the most fun division is in champions league right now? Hmm. Real Madrid inter because they're three and four in that group. Shakhtar is two and Borussia mocking glad bad Bach is uh, number one. It's like, I think people were sleeping on Munching Gladbach when that draw came. Like everyone was like, "Oh, that's Inter Milan and Real Madrid." Shakhtar also made it to the semifinals of the Europa League last year, and, and like they've put together good teams in the past. Um, the, the crazy thing about Shakhtar is, I think that when they started the Champions League run this year, they hadn't even played any um, domestic league games. I think they went oh. straight from finishing losing the Europa League to starting the Champions League, um, <laughs> which is kind of wild, but. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I agree. That that group is crazy interesting. You know, somebody somebody's going to drop down to Europa League and someone's going to lose their job, and it's going to be either Zinedine Zidane Conte. or or Conte. Yeah, Conte. Um, I mean they're they're the most in trouble. They're they're sitting on two points. Real Madrid's tied with Shakhtar in points, but just Inter's team is yeah, too yeah, good to be that low. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Inter Real this week. Was that the game? Yeah, Inter lost three to two. I think to Real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a comeback. I I actually watched some of that game. I watched the end of that game, and Inter was definitely on the front foot for the last little bit. Like you, like mm-hmm. an equalizer looked possible. That was actually a pretty fun game. Yo. Did you catch oh. any? Have you been watching any Champions League or? Oh, I have, like, uh, I have not. Um, I, I haven't splurged for the CBS package yet. Like I'm, I'm still upset that I'm paying for 
uh, Cable and Peacock to be able to watch Premier League. So, well, I have no cable, so I only pay for Peacock, which not so bad. But I pay. So, what do you do for the, the what do you do for the games that are actually on NBC Sports or NBC? Rarely. I uh, use my in-laws login and I watch it. Atta boy. Yep. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, like we have like a whole, like my family has a whole straight up family like sharing plan when it comes to like services. Like, you should, because uh, they yeah, allow my mom, it. Yeah, my, mom, my mom carries the Netflix. Um, my wife and I carry the Hulu and the Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. My brother pays for HBO. And my sister-in-law pays for Amazon Prime. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. pretty much, pretty that, much that, everything covered. That's covered. Yeah. Oh. Just need that peacock. No other soccer fans. Well, in the, uh, I can. Well, I mean, family. I have, I have peacock. Sorry. I, I'm oh, not, you peacock. But, right, right, right. I, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. CBS Sports. Yeah, CBS. And I did the, I did the trial run um, to finish the Europa League last year like you get it for like a month for free when they first like you know when they took over from bleacher report um bleacher report was the worst the worst streaming i have ever had every single okay streaming i'll agree i I thought you were gonna say just they were the worst period like coverage and the streaming was never good like it always was fucking me yeah well peacock's nice peacock's very smooth streaming i would argue I actually kind of like Peacock TV. All all soccer ever soccer Twitter ever does is shit on Peacock. Like I don't really get, get it because it's pretty cheap. It it is every game. Like every game. I think about this. So like I have a dream um, that like I was rich enough that I could uh, own a soccer bar, which would be oh, like a dream yeah. for me. Because there's not one in Kalamazoo. Like the only one is. The speakeasy up in Grand Rapids that I'll make it up to see Tyndall and Helder. Um, but I would mm-hmm. love to open one in Kalamazoo. And Me and I Tyndall, think about- we wrote up a business plan one time called the uh, Craft Beer Cafe. And it mm-hmm. was also a soccer bar. Mm. I, wish, I should right. send that to you because yeah. it's you been my be, dream uh, to open a bar for a long time. And definitely a soccer bar and definitely a craft beer bar. Like, cool. You know, if you op- if, if if you're gonna go into that, then then Tyndall and I are gonna have to really put the press on you to move back to Michigan so you can yeah. at least enjoy your bar. But anyway, like so, I think about like like uh, bar owners, right? Like the people who are like paying for these like cable packages. So now that not only do they have the cable package, but they also have to be have the flexibility to put on like Roku to be able to put on some of the games to be able to show that shit. Like, and that yes, kind of sucks. but I have a counter argument. I have looked this up to because I work for brewery, a couple breweries in Maryland, and I looked up how much it costs to broadcast Premier League games for a bar. Mm-hmm. It's cheap as fuck. Like they make it accessible for United States bar owners to broadcast their games. It, it's like that's kind of nice. Under two hundred dollars. It was so cheap. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Soccer yeah. bar. I love. So yeah, some of your we'll call it Rooster in the Double. Yeah. Um, you could soccer bar and always play Tottenham. Then you start and and I you have to start supporters groups in your bars. Like you have to invite them in and have give them. Yeah, a I, home. Say, I wouldn't I wouldn't start the supporters group. I would just reach out to the existing supporters groups and yeah, get yeah. them going. Yeah. Um, okay, come watch soccer at my bar. I have the yeah. games. 
and it's yeah, great. Yeah, I promise the game will be on, and the food will be the solid. sound will be on to the game. Sound will be on to the game through the speakers. No stupid music or whatever else. Like silent. I've seen soccer on uh, at the breweries in Maryland. Silent because some some dumb county rule where they couldn't like broadcast games. Ah, so dumb, so dumb. I was like, can you didn't sound on? And there's, I was like the only person in there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, sorry, we can't. It's like, you kidding me? Turn it on. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to read these subtitles anymore. I'm tired of seeing these. Well, all right, man. Well, so we've uh, we've we've talked United to death. Um, there is a another team on our on our tandem of of fandom here that is actually. For all intents and purposes, having a pretty good run, um, Europa League against Antwerp aside, tell me a little bit about Tottenham, Premier League-wise. What are you guys seeing? How do you feel? I mean, it's hard not to smirk a little bit because this time last season, we were where you guys were. Uh We are low, mid-table, just kind of struggling. Pochettino would get fired. From our squad, who was our like savior for five years, and then the very next day, Jose came in and it was just like, "What's going on? Like, this is crazy." It would be fucking yes. wild if Ali gets fired and they hired Mauricio, and and we'd be sitting here with Mourinho as Tottenham's be, boss and Pochettino as United's boss. I would be pro that as a, I don't know, because I we have talked about it. We, I have a because we've done the podcast. I've learned about Manchester United. Like, I'm not an anti-Manchester United person. Thank you. So it would be fun you, to have Pochettino in the conversation. And I pay attention to your team and watch your games, really. Yeah. Yep. Like, I watch all your Champions League games. I don't think I've missed one yet. Nice. Yeah, well, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's soccer on in the middle of the week, right? Like, that's the best part. It's like Tuesday afternoon. You're like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just kind of working. I can put this on, like, on yeah, this screen background. over here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I know your club, so I kind of know. It's easier to watch when you know where the players are on the field a bit, you know. Right. When you're watching a completely random team play, it's like, yeah. Like I prefer. I seek the definitely the the prem teams games in Champions League. Mhm. Yeah. But Tottenham, Tottenham. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah. No, it's really nice. To see Bale and see him score that goal against Brighton 2-1 in the 73rd minute with a beautiful little flick of the head. And to realize that he is still very, very good at soccer, which is mm-hmm. which is really nice. Because I'm so sick of seeing Lucas out on that wing. Um, yeah, I don't know who else the options are at right wing. So, like, Bale, I would like to see him start. And I would like to see him be a regular starter here shortly because he's still rolling out Lucas and some other options and Bale's like, getting well, kind of substitution Lucas, time Lucas and Lamella, right? Lamella. And then Lamella pay, played center attacking mid last game, which was interesting. Uh-huh. And Lucas on the wing. But I, I hate Lamella in the middle. Lamella's purpose is a substitute. Like, get him on in the 70th minute to be a dick. Stir some shit up, <laughs> maybe score a goal. Like he's a perfect right. sub. I don't like him starting at all. He's uh he's the last remaining player from the whatever you call it, like the magnificent seven, right? The the guys that all the bail money bought. Yeah, the Gareth Bale deal. Yeah. Yep. I don't okay. know who else was on there. 
I mean, that was, that was pre like, my fandom. That was I like that was part Paulinho and Erickson and Lamella and um, uh, Soldado and I don't even know some of these names. Roberto Soldado. He was like at the time that they bought him, he was on the Spanish national team as a striker. And he, they brought him in to be like the striker, and just didn't pan out. There was some other guy. Like I'm, I'm definitely forgetting, omitting some guys there. But there was, yeah, from that squad. And I, I can't believe I remembered as many as I did. But that was such a big deal as a Premier League fan at that time. You know, it kind of stuck with you a little bit. Yeah, that's crazy. Erickson, he gets hated on now, which is really sad because his run at Tottenham was just top, top tier. Like club class you know i think it is kind of wild how a lot of what i've like seen and read from tottenham fans has been less than less than like yeah like i mean the dude honestly like his peak like those years like those he's why two or three seasons those two or three seasons that he was like you know at his peak like the 15 16 like 15 through 18 basically Uh um he like he was better than any midfielder you guys have starting out. And that doesn't mean you guys are bad at midfield. You guys have good midfielders, but like at his peak, like his peak powers was better than anything I've seen so far. He's from... one of the top top in the league, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, he was he he like he was right there with like Kevin De Bruyne, like as far yeah, as like being an impact guy who set stuff up and bought, like. Yeah, yeah, it's a little it's a little he unfortunate, a full, and like and, and now it's on the team. I feel bad because I feel like Inter isn't using him well either. I feel like yeah. he's he's getting wasted a little bit. But. A little bit. He'll be back, though. Yeah. Hopefully. Back, uh, back at uh, Manchester oh, United. There, there, were, we there, were rumors, there were rumors that he was coming back to Tottenham in the last window, but it was just not true. Oh. Shut, shut, shut up. Alexis Sanchez at Inter has been doing all right, I think. Something about United. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, something about Italy, I think, being easier. Except not for Christian Eriksen. I don't even know if it's easier. I think it's just a different pace. Like, it's... Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. More, like, intricate than speed and power. Yeah, I feel like everyone's just kind of like... Like you're not getting closed down. You don't. You definitely don't have gegen pressing, right? Like that's the the term that the Germans use. Um, that was like uh, Ralph Rangnick um, back at uh, RB Leipzig when he was there. But like gegen pressing, um, you don't see that sort of, I guess, intensity in the Italian league. Um, and I mean, honestly, like you probably don't really see that in Spain either. Spain's a little definitely a little more physical than. Than Italy, but it's it, you know all both those leagues pale in comparison to some of the the physical, athletic requirements that come with um, you know playing in the English Premier League, and that's why sometimes you see really good players have a hard time adjusting, and some guys don't. But yeah, the Italian league is definitely it's not it's just it's just more it's just a different pace. It's not like a bad pace. It's just a different pace than than the English game. Um, Coach coaching makes a huge like. Sometimes you just don't mess with the system, and yeah, yeah. Do you know who loves? Do you know who loves him some Italian soccer though? Uh, Nico. No. Oh, I mean, Brad. 
He might. No, he might too. Like Brad, like he's. Uh, it's it's funny. Who? Oh, uh, it's funny the um the parallels you can draw from the very first time I, I watched Brad get into soccer when he really fell in love the first time was the 2010 Inter Milan squad, which was coached by none other than Jose Mourinho. And now you know he's sitting here and, and you know he's he's got a well established love for Tottenham, and Tottenham just happens to be coached by the same coach that got Jose. him into soccer in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say the the guy who loves him some Italian soccer is Latan Ibrahimovic. Oh and yeah. At 39 years old, just still Leading like the way. brace brace after brace after brace, like just it's just dominating. Like he's still I fucking so good, like. It's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, he wild. dominated MLS for. He did, and 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 LA Galaxy's like no big deal. We'll replace you with Chicharito, who like yeah. like LA Galaxy's in dead last. Like Zlatan by himself was just lifting that team on his shoulders. Yeah, um, he's Zlatan. It, it he's makes, doing the same for Milan. He is arguably most valuable player in that league right now. Although I don't watch it a whole lot. I mean, that's a bold statement. <sighs> But they're in just first, because they're, just they're because whatever. of where Milan's sitting on the table, right? Like they're what they're, they're are they still first? Or they dropped down a second. Let's check. Oh, they're still first. Sixteen points over <laughs> Sassuolo. Fourteen. Juventus twelve. Atalanta twelve. Napoli eleven. Inter eleven. And then the bums from there. Well, I mean, you say the bums, but Lazio uh, Cagliari. Is... Lazio's down there, but like they're struggling domestically. But that team is pretty stacked still. Um, it's Roma, Sampdoria. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. I, I, I get it. I think lose this year. I would. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love to see Juventus lose the league. I'd love to see Juventus lose the league. I'd love to see Bayern lose the league, and I'd love to see Celtic lose the league because all three of those leagues have had the same winner for like seven plus years. I um, think I heard that Bayern has won thirty straight. Champions League no, games no, no. today, or 20? Oh, 30, 30 straight Champions League games? Yeah, it was something no, like that. I think they won Champions League last year. It, was, it wasn't It was just Champions League. They won, They won like, 28 games, it, um, but that was across all competitions, like, going back to, like, February, before they lost this year in the league. Yeah. I was trying to look it up, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was so, it's a it's a ridiculous number of Champions League games in a row, though, for sure. They haven't lost so, in a long time. So we, we we as we tend to we bounced away from a little bit. Like uh, Tottenham's domestic form has been very good. They're sitting third. Uh, what about their Europa League performances? Um, well, so we've been watching Europa League for a long time, which is kind of nice because we had those early qualifying games. Do you remember those? Yep. And they actually kind of struggled through qualifying a little bit. They were like grinding out 2 1, 1 0, 2, yeah, 3 1 victories, like stuff like that. So they, they had a long road into the group stage. And then from there, like we're playing a bunch of teams that, you know, you don't really hear about too often, but. Right. Um, <laughs> they oh, ran into some Antwerp strange, from strange travel in, in the Europa League. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, Belgium, Antwerp, they just kind of, they, I don't know, it was a tough game. It was, Tottenham certainly had chances to equalize throughout the whole second half and just didn't happen. But I believe they're still sitting in, 
in uh, it's either second or first place. Let me look it up real quick. They're in, I think that they're tied group. for first. Oh, they're behind Antwerp now, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're three points after two games. We got a game tomorrow against Ludogorets Razgrad. The last place team in your know where that is. Where the fuck is that one? Um, I'm guessing some Eastern European block country. I kind of love all those locations, though. <laughs> like there, there's something, there's something I really do love about Europa League. It's you Bulgaria. Some, you have some. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I was right. Eastern European black country. Um, is it on your bucket list to do like a Europa League tour? Like, you know, like. I would love to go see some of like those oh, awful epic. stadiums, like epic. Yeah, I thought about that. I was thinking about that earlier today, legitimately earlier today. Like it would be really fun to go to one of those random locations and see a game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm worrying about your safety. Please. Like, I'd, love to. I'd, I'd rather go see a game in some like some Latin countries than go to some of those Eastern European countries for. I mean, games. there's some cool Eastern European countries that I would go see a game in. Fine. I'm not saying they're not cool. I'm just saying that like the fans are fucking intense as hell. Like, yeah, gotcha. Don't want to get my ass kicked in Bulgaria. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Bul- Bulgaria was the only league they kept running throughout the whole pandemic. Was it Bulgaria? Think... No, it was Belarus. Was it Belarus? Okay, I it thought was yeah. Belarus again, which was kind of hilarious. I I like as um. I feel like I'm I'm safe to say that like as as a, like as a white man I can tell you that like all those countries look the same to me. These are all a bunch of just Eastern European, yeah. Russian, black countries. Like it's all, it's I don't know much me. about them honestly. Like I, I just don't pay attention to that part of the world. It, it happens. <laughs> kind of like a Western Hemisphere kind of guy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Not that I'm against the Eastern Hemisphere, but. <laughs> I'm I'm not as familiar with the Eastern Hemisphere as I am with the Western Hemisphere. Arsenal Good. on top of their group. Yeah. Rangers. Rangers. Fucking love me some Rangers. Baby. Are they playing? They're playing tomorrow. I bet. Yeah, they are. Um, they're actually playing uh, Benfica. They're oh, that's both a fun one. Tough. Yeah, that game. That game might be the one that gets me to sign up for champion or for uh for CBS. Just text me, man. I'll I'll yeah. get you in the club. <laughs> But I want to watch that game. Like they're like they they're putting together something fun. I I ordered a Rangers uniform um, a couple of months ago. Unfortunately, it was like the end of their last season one, and they sold out and refunded my order. But I will be getting some Rangers gear shortly. I've been following like my my love for Rangers came from when they went to administration and dropped down to like the third division of Scottish soccer, which has got to be just fucking a hellscape because Scottish Premier League by itself is already kind of bad. Um, so I can't imagine like teams below third that. Third division. Yeah, yeah, third division. Hellscape. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, like I've been following, I've been following them ever since then. And I, I have like a weird affinity for them. Um, my, my visit to the British Isles was more like, I, I, I am in love with Scotland and, um, uh, I would love. I'm desperate to, to get Rangers to Scotland. Game. Scotland's up there. Scotland is way up on my uh, travel bucket list. I gotta get there. Yeah, well, it's because you and Brad and I are gonna go to Scotland. We're gonna play a bunch of golf, and we're, we're gonna go see fucking, Celtic versus Rangers. We're doing a fucking roosting devil trip. Yes. We'll have gonna happen. It will happen. 
Not, okay. I really want to be done having children, which I'm going to say <laughs> softly into the microphone. If that's I'm the case, done. I'm yeah, done. I'm I done with kids. Done. No more kids. Two is, uh, you can enough. be done. You can be done. You have two kids. Yeah, but I've been a little little dodgy in the pull-out method in the past, and I still I still trust the method somehow because I'm an idiot. Why don't we don't have to get the sniffing I don't like brain condoms. I hate them. So well, you're married. You're married. You don't have to wear a condom anymore. That's, that's kind of Yeah, but then the, camp, the hormones of getting back on birth control, it's like, yeah, you're right. He's right. Yeah. He's right. I don't give, I don't give right. a shit. That's, that's um, the route. We should do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll we'll make a trip over Bruce and the Devil style. Um, one of these days. Group H is the only other fun one in Europa League. AC Milan six points. Zlatan has been playing well in the Europa League as well. Yep. Lille in uh, second. So Timothy Weah. I think he's he might, he might get time. You might get time tomorrow. I'm hearing. And then uh, Celtic in. Third, Sparta Prague. Like that's kind of a fun group. It is, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Dang it, I was gonna say something good there and I completely forgot. Fuck. Oh, right. USMNT. I wanna yes. touch on USMNT. Okay. Because they have an all European camp coming up, which is yeah. well maybe. So I mean fun like, as long as the pandemic doesn't squash this, but maybe. true. That's true. It might. Dang it, it might. I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't mean to rain on your parade. You look so excited. No, I mean, because it is exciting to see. I want to bring up this roster real quick and fill in some holes here while I'm Googling. So uh, I thought there were some interesting call-ups, right? Like, uh, obviously, the Ledesma one is nice. Um, Yeah, PSV in Eredivisie. De, uh, De La Fuente getting called up um, for the first time. That's fun. Um, Barcelona. Gio Reyna getting called B. up for the first time. Um, yeah, G- I can't believe that's Gio's first call up. He's he's, he, he, uh, he's not even so is he good. 18 yet. No, he, I think he's 17 playing yeah. every game for Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's exciting. It's, it's crazy. Weston McKenney going to Juventus. And playing like it's not, he's just, it's not even like he's just on the team for for squad depth like he's playing. Um, and I, then Yunus uh, yeah. Musa, the nope. Valencia, but that yeah. one's a little sketchy because in a friendly you don't get cap tied, so they can invite him to play even, and he's not cap tied. Yep. So he's just kind of testing it out. Well, but they, but at least, but like at least. They're not getting muddied down by having to include their own MLS guys. Like this is, they're giving like guys a, a real chance to like to see what they can do. Like maybe they wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to see what they can do. Um, obviously, Anthony Robinson is yep. fun. Um, I, I I like the Chris fact, Richards Bayern. Yeah, I like the fact um, because because of the transfer that. Reggie Cannon is still getting called up, like, but he's with Boa Vista now. Boa Vista, like, yeah, in yeah. Portugal. That's a fun league, and he's starting every game. Oh, do you think it's... Owen Oksawi on the Wolves? Yeah, so I, I know that you've been a USMNT fan for longer than you've been anything else. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a little crazy that we're over here... Not crazy, but, like, um, indicative of how his career has gone that we're over in Europe with an only European USMNT squad 
and Yedlin is not on this squad. That's yeah, I didn't really even think of that, but yeah, between Reggie Cannon and Serginio Dest, the, he kind of got locked up. I mean, the the most disappointing uh, call up, obviously for me. Cameroon. And uh, yeah, exactly, I'm gonna hammer on it until he's fucking gone. Please do. Like. No one, no team has ever been good with Tim Ream starting in it. So, like, for the love of God, don't start him. I am excited to see what Miazga does because I feel like he's getting forgotten a lot in some of these, like, you know, future USMNT setups. He's but still young. Center he back. Is still, he is still young. I think he's, like, 25. And, yeah, he does, he, like, he probably won't ever make his mark for Chelsea. But he's still better than 95% of the starting center backs in, in MLS. And he's um, at Anderlecht in Belgium, which is a but he's great and he's lead. learning and he's learning from one of the best center backs in my generation from Vincent, Vincent Company, Company as a, as a coach. So yep. yeah, I'm I, I'm excited that he's playing at Anderlecht and that he's in this group. Like I feel like people like maybe should stop sitting on John Brooks so much as like the veteran anchor and start looking at his Miazga. As a veteran anchor that plays with Brooks Richards. is a pretty solid veteran anchor though. Like if he for USMNT for he, USMNT he should, a starting Wolfsburg every game center back like that's fine that's fine yep. USMNT is is what it is. As long as it's not Tim Ream, like I'm not gonna complain. But yes, no Tim Ream. If it's fucking Never. Tim Ream though, it might be. deserve every loss that comes comes your way because you're fucking asking for it. Yeah, I don't know much about Nicholas Giacchini from Kane in France, the forward. But then Sergeant and uh, Sebastian Soto, who was he's on loan, but Norwich City guy. So yep. he's still choosing so, between Chile and and US. And this I, is a friendly for him either, so he won't be cap tied. Correct. I think that the potential is there though for him. I hope that. Like he's able to move his career forward. I know he's had some tra- problems with uh, like work permits and stuff like that. Um, As says Tyler Boyd. That's why yeah. he's sitting at the Basique this season, and he's yeah. a winger. I mean, to me, this squad looks way better without any any MLS guys. Maybe one or two. Don't get me wrong. Maybe I one. Mean, or there's, two. there's 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 a lot of guys. I like. I would argue that Jordan Morris belongs on the squad. I don't think I he like be starting. I, I don't think he should be starting, but he should definitely, like, right yeah. now, he has a spot on my squad. Um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But Other like, than there's, that, though, I mean, I guess yeah. I don't know MLS guys that well. So Maybe, I mean, like, just because of the center backs, like, especially if, if Tim Ream is getting called up here, well, I would rather have Aaron Long from New York Red Bulls than... Yeah, than, I like him, too. Um, there's yeah, there's it, also a young striker, like, Jeremy... Abosisi on Portland. Ibo Bise, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely worth a call in. Well, I mean, I, I'm excited about like seeing a camp with Daryl Dyke from Orlando. Don't know. Um, he, uh, I think he's like 19 or 20. Huge, a huge body guy, super athletic, uh, physical, like dominant presence, like hold up guy. Like I think he's, I think he's pretty good. Um, I mean, the best part about this USMNT lineup, looking at it, is seeing our potential finally in places where they can develop and like MLS willing to sell them. It's right. USMNT. We might be pretty good in the next world cup. I think we'll be, we'll this, be solid this world cup, but we might be pretty fucking good in the world cup after. 
so this will be this will be my early part of the rant because we are Which we're the, hosting. Yeah. Well, 2026. So this is early part of my rant because um, we are at that time. Um, I'm gonna do two topics, but the first one would be USMT. The the biggest thing for me when it comes to the United States men's national team, the thing that like I see as heartache that I'm not trying to look too far in the future is the 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 very best of our players. So Pulisic, I would he's he's our guy, right? He's the mm-hmm. I would say he's the most talented player for sure on that yep. squad. Proven. Um, yeah, proven. Um, can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, Tyler Adams, arguably up there for the captain conversation. Can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. Um, you know, and and it, you go down the line with some of these guys that are guys that we look at when we talk about like, look at what we can build for 2022 and 2026. Like, look at these guys. Like, you know, like yeah, that's great. Like when they play, like Tim Weah, another guy. Like we're still seeing him coming back. And fucking injured a bunch, but like the the skill is there. That is. But there's more of those guys, though. There is more. There's there's a little bit of depth. Because then you have like the Sebastian Soto, you have Uli Yanez. He plays uh, Her- uh Divisi, Her- yeah. Heravine, or yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, side note, without going too far, I can't believe like, no more uh, Josie. Aaron, I can't believe Aaron Johansson didn't get called up. I know. I know. But I'm pissed at that one actually because I loved Aaron Johansson on yes. USMNT. Yeah, I think that I think that unfortunately for him, he's gonna fall underneath the Jurgen Klinsmann era, and they're just gonna fucking wash their hands of. I know. Of what was he? 2014. Yeah, he he was at the 2014 yeah. World Cup. I think he him scored. And, him and him and one. him and Julian Green both. Yeah. Like, just, and Julian Green, yeah, he's another good player. I don't understand yep. why he's completely out of the picture. It doesn't make any sense because he's like 26 playing in Bundesliga. Yep. Maybe two Bundesliga. I forget. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of sad. It is. Uh, sad. There's Hammer there's, It's crazy. It's crazy he's that a great that, run of form. It's it's crazy that like we're sitting here talking about a Europe-based only USN USMNT team, and we're still arguing about guys that got left out. Like, this is even, like... Like, we can't even argue, like, guys got left out because of their MLS yeah. counterparts taking space. This is just, like... European. Listen, we have this much talent in this area that these guys can't even get a look. Even even Johansson, in the form he's been in, can't get a look. It's um, he's so fun. Look. All international. That's... that's I hope fun. they play. Um, it's, like, the dream lineup that you want to see. Like, that, whenever I'm picking out my dream lineup, it's, like, it's definitely all Europe. <laughs> I just don't think I just don't think we're gonna we're definitely I don't think we're I'm almost assured that we're not gonna see um Tyler Adams. I doubt we see much of Pulisic. Yeah. Um which is fine because I'm all I'm all for like Maybe I wanna see some Desma. I wanna see some Desma and yeah, and Lanez and um Soto. Definitely yeah. Soto. Oh. Well I think Wea will I, get time because he's yes. not getting any club time. Well they like they have some good young guys on that little starting um, starting lineup, and he's still like working his way back to full health. So yeah, nice. Absolutely. Well, I, I rant. I prepared nothing. Uh, I got a good song. I got a good. I made a full song 
before this episode. Then I'll plop it at the end of this episode. So that's going to be my Excellent. response. I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I always enjoy like for the five of you that listen. I hope that all of you guys listen fully to the end because the musical stylings of one Michael Steenstra are, are very enjoyable most of the time. Most of the time, some of them stink. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I realize some of them stink, but that's okay. Like, I, I feel like out. there's never been a musical artist. You, I bet you can't find a musical artist in today's genre that it wasn't like. Yeah, I did that song 100%. in the album, and, and that that album uh, that song stunk, but I just needed something to fill out the album. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> right. it's a throwaway song. Like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope God. you like it. Up on the inside